Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We interrupt this program. We interrupt this program to bring you Vikings Ventline, the one show where you get to react to how the purple played right away. Right away. Call in now with your thoughts on the game. 651-646-8255. This is Vikings Alright, let's let's just go live right now, Manny Hill. Let's As do the it. Vikings line up with four seconds to go, we can't call the play-by-play. I think that'd be a violation, but we can definitely react Mystery Science Theater three thousand style. What a game, though, man! This has been uh, this has been something. This has been a crazy, crazy game. How much do you trust Daniel Carlson right I now? I don't trust him at all right now. But, <laughs> well, here's I mean, thirty-five yards for the for the win here, and he pushed and, and it to the right. right. He pushed wow. it to the right. So. Okay, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Unbelievable. But believe, believable. Believable. Oh, totally. Now, can I... All right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on my GM coach hat right now. There are two members of the Minnesota Vikings right now who I don't believe should be Minnesota Vikings come tomorrow. They are Laquan Treadwell and Daniel Carlson. I mean... you. Carlson, I mean, did, we've been talking about the kicker thing for for weeks, right? I for mean, that, what that's, reason, by the way? Yeah, Wait, exactly. What, that's sorry. that's the thing is like they got rid of Kai Forbath for whatever reason because Rick Spielman just had an itchy trigger trigger finger and he wanted to trade up to draft a kicker with a big leg from the SEC and he's a complete disaster. He can't make kicks. He just missed one to win to try and win a game in overtime. So now that we have our second tie. Second tie in the NFL in as many weeks. We're two weeks into the season. We already have two ties. So, I mean, this, this is just... The, and Laquan Treadwell, why why is he out there? I understand he had the touchdown early, and you thought, okay, good for the kid. He got in the end zone for the first time. But why on that last drive, he drops that pass. It's picked off by, by HaHa Clinton Dix. Why, why would he see the field? Anytime after that. I don't understand that. So I agree with your... Well, I, let's start with the kicker thing. And by the way, phone lines are filling up here. Jeff and Keontre and Chansey and everybody else. And we also see your comments on our Twitter slash Periscope feed. So we'll we'll take your comments. We'll take your phone calls here in just a minute. 651-646-8255. I'm trying to figure out when did it become a thing? When did we all decide, front office, whoever the stakeholders are, that, you know what? New kicker, new punter this year. Yep, new, new, yeah. that punter, 
Yeah, Blue, we not, block today too. By I'm the not way. blaming. About, yeah, you're right. I'm not blaming the punter for that. But uh, there was there was a 58 yard touchback that went almost into the first row, mm-hmm. and Quigley had no touchbacks last year. Kai Forbath, I know he missed extra points over the past couple of years, and that's definitely it's annoying. Uh, it, it had a chance to shipwreck you, but he made 90% of his field goals, and that's more important when you're lining up in overtime yeah. at Lambeau Field from point-blank range. You, you, am, your, your heart can't be beating out of your neck, and that was very, the case with Daniel Carlson. I am very, very, very confident that Kai Forbath makes that last kick. Like, there's not really even much of a doubt in my mind that Kai Forbath would have made that kick. <sighs> Let's go to the phone lines, 651-646-8255. Let's try Ben in Florida. Ben, keep it clean, <laughs> please. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, I'll keep it clean, guys. I'm gonna tell you something. I felt so horrible for Kirk Cousins, man. That the the way they came back and played that game, the way he comes back like that, I felt so bad for him. Now he's just like he can't win the game when a kicker misses three kicks, and Laquan Treadwell should never ever be on that field again for the Vikings. And is Dan Bailey still out there on free agency? Yes. you got to cut ties with Dale Carlson. I can't do that. You had a chance to win a game against a team that had its best quarterback. Your quarterback brings you all the way back from two touchdowns late in the game, and you can't close it because of the kicker. It's it's just time, man. Don't risk it, Mike Zimmer. Do not risk it. Yeah, and, and this is, Ben, thank you for the phone call. This This was a first guess. When they when they drafted a kicker, and there's a million things that happened in this game, but there were three missed field goals. Him, by the way, correct. Yes, when you spend a fifth round draft pick on a kicker, you better be damn sure yep. you're getting an incredible prospect. Not a guy who missed was it a third of his kicks as a senior in college. Yeah. But the thing about this, if the pressure is too much for you to concentrate and deliver at a high level in the SEC, what's going to happen in the NFC North? or the NFC Championship game, road environment, this was so predictable that this kicker would line up and have urine running down his leg and have his heart racing out of his chest. This was was one of the most predictable things going back to early in the summer Vikings offseason workouts, and it bit him again today. And I I think if you were to ask Mike Zimmer specifically, do you want Daniel Carlson as your kicker this year? Based on what he was saying throughout the preseason, I don't think the answer would have been yes from, from Mike Zimmer. It's just, to me, it just reeks of Rick Spielman just trying to be too cute. You trade up to the fifth round to take a kicker when you had a pretty solid kicker in place in Kai Forbath, who, by the way, going back to that divisional game against the Saints, drilled a clutch field goal to put you up, what was it, 23-21 at that time. And, of course, the Saints went down and let's kick the field goal to go ahead, Minneapolis miracle, yada, yada. We get all that. The rest is history. But it's not like Kai Forbath missed a few extra points last year. And, you know, and that gets frustrating. And that that's, you know, that's mind boggling. But he's made some big kicks in his career. And I don't understand why you felt the need to trade up. They traded up, Phil, to take Daniel Carlson in the fifth round. Why do you need to do that when you don't? It's not like you have a disastrous situation at kicker. I just don't understand why they did that. Yeah, on your Treadwell point, so they showed him after the after the drop that led to the interception. They showed him on the sidelines, and he had a thousand yard stare. That I, I, and and if you yeah. would have asked that point, okay, should he go back in any game in the near future? The answer is no. And boom, he's right back out there, drops another pass ten minutes later. 
He had the Troy Williamson-Denver game today, the equivalent. Yeah. Now, he did catch a touchdown pass in the first half, and that was refreshing to see. But when you watched Williamson 10 years ago in that Denver game, and he had the ball bounce off his helmet at one point, third down later in the game, bounces off the 8 and the 4. Was it 84? Was 82. He 82? Yeah. Um, that's the, that was the flashback I had to watching yeah. Laquan Treadwell today. 651-646-8255. Let's go to our guy Miguel in Minneapolis. Miguel, fire away. Hey man, he missed two kicks in overtime, right? Yeah, yeah. Did he miss? Did he miss? Okay, two kicks in overtime, and he missed the one that that you know earlier. Hey yep. man, leave him in Green Bay, man. Hey, here's a check, here, and and then I don't know how you getting home, player, but you 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 can stay here. We got open tryouts right now. Bring up Robert Vez and Donald Izzy Beakway, like I said. Bring them back. I mean, this is ridiculous, man. Did you see Captain Kirk come to the rescue? Dude, that, man, we had that, man. Hey, no, real talk, Viking fans. Hey, stand up, salute. Hey, you get this dude some protection consistently. Oh my goodness, Captain Kirk's the real deal, man. He just went there to Aaron's house and was like, "F you, Aaron." Hey, put that. Hey, where Randy Moss when we need him? I've been on Twitter with the shirt. Y'all seen it with the hey man? I'm telling you, man, Captain Kirk's the real deal. And then the this kicker, hey Zimmer, I swear if you bring him back, I will come to training camp, pack his stuff up, and I will take him out of town myself. I'm out of here. Hey, so Vikes, because we ain't good. We in good hands. It's gonna be tough that that LA game gonna be tough because Thursday short week. But we in good hands with Captain Kirk. Trust and believe that. Miguel with a, a mic drop phone call. I like I, it. I love Miguel. And, and that is, so two things. They didn't lose the game. They, right. it, was an, it was an incredible comeback. And Kirk Cousins, what a big boy drive he had in to the, come down. He was a monster in the second half. And I was tough on him. You know, we were all sitting there watching the game. And he was driving me nuts in the first half because he was just hanging on to the ball so long. And he wouldn't get rid of it. But in the second half, man, I mean, he was making, like you said, some big boy throws. The touchdowns to the, the one he threw to Thielen, I don't know how the hell Adam Thielen caught that pass. And it was right on the money. That was amazing. And it went like right in between like two helm, two gold helmets right into the hands of Adam Thielen. That was unbelievable. Uh, a bunch of people, in, in, we're, we're on Periscope right now at 1500 ESPN. You can find it on your, on your Twitter feed if you want to watch us in studio, if you just want to like see how ugly we are <laughs> and watch us uh, interact and talk football. A lot of people talking about these personal foul calls. Uh, can we all agree the personal foul call on Matthews was bunk is one of the comments. The Matthews call was bad. But here's the irony. Green Bay asked for that. Yeah. The minute Aaron Rodgers went out with his injury last year yep. on a bang-bang hit that for 80 years in the NFL has been a legal hit. And I get why the NFL wants to protect the top commodity quarterbacks because watching Deshaun Kaiser in primetime is not exactly... Built for ratings. So I, I understand the reason behind it. But isn't there a bit of irony in the Packers having a win stolen from them because of a really ticky-tack, at best ticky-tack? I think it was pretty egregious, actually, if you're, you know, if you're being objective. Pretty egregious call on Clay Matthews. And yeah. Eric Kendricks had the same thing happen to him in the first half. So those two, those two calls were just like, what, what? if you can't tackle a quarterback like that, how are you supposed to tackle a quarterback? But you know what? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers... Asked for this to be a point of emphasis. Sheldon Richardson, and they last got what week, they wanted. Sheldon Richardson got called for a penalty like that last week when he hit and he hit uh, Garoppolo last week. So I mean, this it is a stupid rule. It's over the top. It's just bad. But you know what? The rules put in place because of what happened to Aaron Rodgers last year. Everybody knows it. 
So I don't want to hear anything from anybody across the river complaining about that call. Yeah, that's, I don't want to hear it. That's the it's the it's literally the exact call that you wanted emphasized to protect your quarterback. And guess what? The other thirty-one starting quarterbacks in the NFL get the same protection. I hate it. I hate that yeah, the game was essentially decided by it that. It drives me crazy, but yeah. Full phone lines right now. Lucky's 13 powers Vikings vent line here in 2018. Uh, so as soon as somebody states their case, it means a phone line opens up, 651-646-8255. And we see all your comments, too, on the Periscope feed. Uh, with all of you following along on your smartphones and your computers. Chansey and Fargo, the floor is yours, my friend. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you taking the uh, call. Say Three, three points, really. One, on that personal foul uh, discussion you guys were were just having there. I mean, I, I went out after last season, and I, I traded in my Vikings jersey, right? And I went out and bought one of the Sandejo Make Football Violent Again shirts. And I stick with that. I If this is the way the football is going to be both ways, it's soft, it's weak, no fan wants to watch it that way. Let's just admit it. I understand concussions. Let's have these guys sign some waivers and move on with our lives because this is ridiculous. And uh, and that's both ways. Packers and uh, Vikings, I'm cool with that. Number two, uh, you know how they do personal seat licenses for Viking season tickets? Mm-hmm. I'm cool with everybody putting about five bucks extra on their uh, their Vikings tickets next week, right? And I'm sure both Vikings will agree with this. And we will... Uh, pick the first one-way Greyhound ticket we can find, and we'll all pay for Laquan Treadwell and uh, Daniel Carlson to hop on that same bus. That's like a $500,000 bus ride, though, that you just put out there. <laughs> well, you said maybe, maybe $5 times 70000 <laughs> Well, let Phil, I'm with you then. If you want, I'm, I'm still cool with the 5 bucks. I'll pay for the private jet to fly them wherever they want <laughs> to get off of this roster, to get out of town, and to get off of my team's uh, TV screen. Because I can't stand to watch another ball fall off his hands or another uh, kick to sail uh, in Blair Walsh distance, you know, wide left where we're hitting pylons, all right? Number three, uh, the last thing I'll say, as a guy that really liked Case Keenum, I was a big fan. Cousins, he he scored some serious points today. I mean, literally and figuratively, yes. Some of those throws and drives were legit, and I... I, I think that that deep throw earlier in the second half to, to Diggs, I'm not sure Keenum makes that throw because he didn't have the arm strength. And uh, like I said, as a Keenum guy, I'll give it to Cousins on that throw. That was a big boy's throw where he unloaded and he got it deep. And you, you got to give it to Cousins. So going forward, if that's what we're going to see out of our quarterback, I'm feeling pretty confident as long as we can find uh, Ryan Longwell or Dan Bailey or you name it, uh, Gary Anderson up the scrap heap for kicker, and uh, Austin Coley can play third-string wide receiver. But it doesn't matter. Other than that, we win that game, and that's all i got to say, guys. Thanks. Fancy, thank you for the phone call. It, it is a little bit too bad that Kirk Cousins going for 425 yeah. on 77% completions yeah. and four touchdowns and an interception that wasn't his fault, that that's not the headline. That should be the headline today, shouldn't it, Manny? Yeah, but it should be. It's going to be the fifth thing that you think about when you look back at those three and a half hours. Isn't uh, isn't Dan Bailey statistically the most accurate kicker in NFL history? I believe I saw like one of the three most accurate, but he's he's up there. Yes, and he's, he's free, and he's available. He, yeah, he's so, looking for a job right now, right? I imagine. In a year I mean, where in a year where your main mission was to win a Super Bowl, right? So from front office to coaching staff to players to fans to people who talk for a living about the Vikings, okay? 
Yeah. You pull everyone. A hundred percent of people would have said, yes, the goal is to win a Super Bowl. Okay. Why are you going with a rookie kicker, a rookie kicker in a season in which your goal is to win the Super Bowl? Answer me that. It makes zero sense to me. Six, six, five, one, six, four, six, eight, two, five, five. Go ahead. Finish the point. Well, no, it just goes back to my earlier point of Rick Spielman just trying to be too cute. I mean, I I think he just, he saw, he he was looking at his draft board and he's seeing Daniel Carlson still on the board and, oh, he's got a big leg. And you know what? We got a couple extra picks. Let's move up. Let's move up in the fifth round and take this kick. He's got a huge leg, man. I got to have that kicker with the huge leg. Why? Why? I want the guy who can make a, a kick from, fine. Four, yeah, from 42 yards at Lambeau Field. Why? Uh, Brian tweets in here, I feel like Spielman deserves a lot of blame in this one, as Treadwell and Carlson were to blame. Uh, the big dog Wazoo sends in on Periscope, Judd is in a quivering state right now. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine Judd in the Lambeau Field press box right Mackie now? Mackie and Judd's going to be fun tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> yes, 3 o'clock till 6 o'clock. Let's go to the Wild slash North Stars Man Cave where Paul was watching the game today. Hey, Paul. We gotta bring this back to hockey. Doesn't this remind you of a tie in the NHL years ago, where you went to the game and you sweated it out, and you walked away, and you go, "Well, no, for what?" But see, Paul, Paul, here's the problem. Okay, if you would have gone to a shootout, which would have been, let's say, uh, field goals from 35 yards, <laughs> I don't know if you want that as a Vikings fan. Oh boy. Well, and you know what? You're talking about Carlson and plane rides and stuff. We have an example. Was it? The Vegas coach was left for dead by the Florida Panthers. They, they, they kicked him off the team bus on a road trip and said, you're fired. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, there was reporters that saw him waiting for a yellow taxi cab, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. something like that. The, the, the NFL going to take some pointers from the NHL. So I got a, I got a question. Who, who makes these decisions? I know the draft is Spielman for the most part, but Zimmer's in there, too. But as far as cutting, why hasn't Treadwell been cut? Why did they cut Horvath? Was that Spielman? Was that both Spielman and Zimmer? It, you know, I know that you were apoplectic, Phil, when they cut Horvath. Why are you doing it? Because he missed one kick. They were just waiting in preseason to cut him. Uh, when his last kick with, for the Vikings was that 52-yarder in the playoffs last year. Right. Was, so who makes these decisions? So, is it both of them, or is it just Spielman? I, it's, it, so, Paul, these are great questions. We're never going to know, okay, it was Spielman 80%. But when Spielman drafts a kicker... That was this, all Spielman. Yeah, this whole kicking competition thing was I a would farce. be shocked if that was Mike Zimmer. Now, on the Treadwell front... and Daniel Carlson. I, I would be, too. I think on the Treadwell front, I, I'd have to go look his contract up, but I'm pretty sure in terms of could you have saved cap room and signed somebody else... Uh, they still owed Laquan Treadwell a lot, like a large percentage of the money that was on his contract for this year. Some guys have... Because he's only in his third year. Yep. And a, what, a four-year rookie deal? Because he's a fir- he was a first-round pick, and then Correct. that fifth year would be like an option, right? Like a Which, team option. Correct, which they haven't picked up. Right. Because why, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so I, I think I really think it was, well, I mean, we're we're paying him either way, so we might as well see if he can make some improvements. And honestly, I don't have any problem with that, but at this point... I don't know how you can run him out there as your third option anymore. And Stacey Coley yeah. dropped a pass in the, late in the fourth quarter, too. They don't have a number 3 wide receiver right now. They just don't. Well, and the thing of it is, is, and I would be very skeptical about bringing one of these two guys in, but it's some sort of alternative option if Dylan and Thiggs are taken out of the game, which they kind of were at some at, in certain parts of the game where they just weren't open and Cousins couldn't get the ball to them. But... Des Bryant is out there. Yeah. And 
Josh Gordon is going to be out there. I mean, I, I I would be very hesitant to bring either of those two guys in, but if you're desperate, you might have to go down that you route. You had a third wide receiver. You let him go. Kendall Wright? <laughs> well, are you talking about? No, I'm talking about Jarius Wright. Jarius Wright. Wright. He's oh. actually doing okay in Carolina right five, now. Five receptions. Touchdown today for Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he would have been. A, I mean, he's been a really reliable. He always came up big for you, and you just let him go because whatever reason they let him go. Yeah, um, we see. Man, there's so many people are just understandably so. People are upset about. I think it's you're probably happy that they came back, and then furious about the things that led to the eventual tie. Um, I'm looking at this. Uh, Fish Tacos for Life said, "Send them both, Treadwell and Daniel Carlson. Send them both to Antarctica." What was the? What, where did? Uh, remember the show Garfield and Friends back in the day? Oh yeah, where he Abu used Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. He'd boot normal, normal to, Abu, to Abu, Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Send Daniel Carlson to Abu Dhabi <laughs> in a box. Uh, you're listening to AM 1500 KSTP, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and this is Vikings Vent Line with Manny Hill and Phil Mackey, live on the radio, live on the stream, the 1500 ESPN mobile app, and also Periscope slash Twitter, where we see all kinds of comments. And yes, welcome to welcome to Minnesota. Dan Bailey is what Big Dog Wazoo says, and I don't think any of us would disagree on that. Blake Bortles, by the way, just threw a cold-blooded big boy touchdown pass against the Patriots. He actually looked like a quarterback on that throw. 14 rip, Jacksonville. Yeah. yeah. Over New England right now. All right, Jeff in Colorado, you're up next on Ventline. Hey, guys. Um, I hate to piggyback on what everyone else said because, you know, I think it's been done to death. But how on earth, how on earth do you let Daniel Carlson back on the team plane? How on earth? He, he, he was like one for four today, missed two or three game winners. Treadwell's dropped like four of his last six passes. I mean, come on. I mean, I know Kirk Cousins played well. He played tremendously, got us back in the game. Uh, I, I, I really like what we have there. But, I mean, we should be 2-0 and right now, and if not for Daniel Carlson. And you know how Mike Zimmer feels about kickers. He, you could imagine what's going through his brain with that miss. So uh, I'll let you guys go. Go Vikings. But, uh, man, the, the, the kicking woes continue. Yeah, Jeff in Colorado, thank Let's roll to another one here. Uh, Marion in Minneapolis. Go ahead, Marion. Hey Phil, do you, you know this is your friend Marion? Actually, we've uh, we've been to plenty of parties together. Anyway. Right on, man. So anyway, so if um, I so if I ask, do you party? The answer is yes. I do, I do, and uh, I'll tell Adam that I spoke to you on, on the radio here. Right on, so, sounds good. So anyway, um, I must say, uh, cousins is the real deal, and I, I've been a Vikings fan since at least '87. And I can't remember a quarterback. Like, I thought the game was over. I, I almost had to eat my words, and I'm okay with that. But all I'm going to say is I was a Treadwell apologist for a lot for the, last, the past two, you know, two seasons. Oh, he'll get a chance. He'll be okay. He sucks. I'm sorry. He's terrible. Um, we need to cut ties. But why do we let go, why do we let go of Kai? Why? I mean, you if you guys can answer me that, that's the million dollar question in my head because Kai would have made at least one of those kicks. Yeah, I totally agree. Marion, thanks for the phone call. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Because I'm asking the same question. It's rhetorical. CJ and Bertha, go ahead. You're on Ventline with Manny and Phil Mackey. Uh, hey, thanks for taking the call. But uh, one thing to kind of beat the kicker, to uh, you know, beat the dead horse on the kicker thing, I think the biggest thing when you pick a kicker really isn't, you know, we've talked to our Spielman kind of hypes up his leg and all that stuff. But I think really when you want to look at a kicker, is really what's upstairs in his head because that really defines what a good kicker is because Blair Walsh had a couple good seasons, but then his mind went kind of downhill. 
And after that, it really kind of all disappeared. So, and I think that, like, what makes, like, Mason Crosby had a really bad year about five years ago in Green Bay, and mm-hmm. he rebounded because he had the good mental toughness to just get through that year, and then everything's all right. So I think that when you look at a kicker, the biggest thing has to be what's upstairs, because if Daniel Carlson has, you know, that ice in his veins, he makes that kick no problem. So I'll hang up. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, it. you know, Phil, it, it's not even that, they drafted a kicker. It's that they traded up to do it. I just don't understand why why you do that. You know, I mean, people people make fun of like John Gruden and the Raiders for when they using a first round pick on Sebastian Janikowski, but we're almost twenty years later, and Sebastian Janikowski is still one of the better kickers in the NFL. Like he's still in the league. The, I, I don't. I I just don't. I don't understand the idea of trading up for a kicker. If you, if it's a sixth round. And you see a guy there that you like, and you want to take him, fine, whatever. I personally would never draft a kicker. I would just try to try to have one, it's just one, try to find one. Isn't it one of the rare things in real football that blends with fantasy football? That just, you know, once you get to the very end of whatever it is that you're worried about with your roster, then you go for the kicker. Like you yeah. should you should never waste auction dollars or a high draft pick. It really is like fantasy football. Yeah, the, Vi- the, Vi- just... the Vikings were that guy in your fantasy league where you throw out a kicker for a buck and they're like three bucks. <laughs> like what? <laughs> no, just, just especially when the, the guy end. you have is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't get it. Uh, let's keep rolling here, uh, David in Minneapolis. You're on Ventline. Well, uh, so the Matthews call might have been a bad call, but there was one against the Vikings earlier. They kept the uh, Packers drive alive, and they scored a touchdown. Correct. So, yep. I, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, one thing, I know the players are the ones who play and coaches coach, all of that nonsense, but why is Mike Prefer always safe in these discussions? Um, it's, you know, they get a blocked field goal, scored a touchdown, they pooch the, the, the ball down to the 30, which makes no sense to me that, you know, give Rodgers short yardage. I just, that guy never gets any heat for any of the stuff that goes on. Manny, what do you think? I mean, I don't know. I I hate the pooch kick stuff. I understand. Yeah. I guess if you, in, in general, how many times out of 10 are you not going to kick it through the back of the end zone? You know? Yeah. I, I You know, the the thing with... Mike Prefer and and you know we've made the jokes and on the you know sending people to an island and all that stuff the thing he said a couple of years ago he's going to have to send a few of his special teamers to an yeah, island yeah he might have to, he might have to um I, I don't know how much apparently Mike Prefer is like very respected around the league like as a special teams coach because the Vikings have held on to him and I mean I I don't know I I honestly don't know like how much of a, a blocked punt or a missed field goal or whatever has to do with a special teams coach. I, I just don't know how much influence, not saying that a special teams coach doesn't do anything, but I just don't know how much, if something bad goes wrong, I don't know how much you just look at the special teams coach and say, it was your fault. Well, I he's going uh, he's gonna to be busy tomorrow working out kickers. I mean, if if okay, go back to the NFC Championship game with the Packers and Seahawks. Remember Brandon Bostic botched that onside kick. Yeah. Like, do you look at the Packers special teams coach at that time? I don't think it was Ron Zook then. It's Ron Zook now, but do you look at the special teams coach back then and say, it was your fault that Brandon Bostic couldn't handle that onside kick? Like, I don't I don't know. I, I mean, don't know. I think say I, I would just fire for the sake of firing. Everything you, you have <laughs> just a, to send a there's message. gonna be a fall guy in that situation. But yeah, I get I get your point. 
Let's go to Mike in Burnsville. You're on Vikings Ventline streaming live on Periscope and 1500 ESPN audio platforms. Out of the kind to be the first positive call of the day, so chalk me up. All right, what are we? We started this thing at 38 after, so 20, what are we, 27 minutes in. We have a positive phone call. All right. What you got, Mike? Sign me up if you're going to tell me that the Vikings are going to go to Green Bay Week 2, Rodgers is going to play healthy or not, and they get a tie. That's a win to me. That's us breaking serve. And, and yeah, the Matthews call shouldn't have happened, but since it did happen, the tie is the best thing you could get. And wouldn't you rather have your rookie kicker crap his pants now so they can be done with them instead of, Week ten, when something's really on the line, or the playoffs, I mean, they they obviously can't go forward with them. And am I the only one watching games that has the opinion that why didn't we go after an offensive lineman with Trey Wayne's when I heard that trade was looking at? So these are let's let's get to the third question because that's that's an angle we haven't really talked about in the first half hour. Mm-hmm. I didn't think the pass protection was terrible today. I thought it was pretty good. And Brian O'Neill, the raw second round pick that was what twenty five pounds underweight when you, it was a total project pick by the Vikings, and he's out there for almost the entire second half. Yeah, because Rashad Hill goes down, and uh, and I th- I thought there were times where Kirk Cousins held onto the ball too long. But especially he's sitting back in the there. first half, right? Especially in the first half, yeah. Where so the fact that he even had eight or ten plays where he had the ability to hang onto the ball too long showed me that if. If you clear the way for your quarterback to throw for 425, you've done a pretty good job keeping him clean. Yeah, the only the only concern I have with the offensive line right now, I mean, I'm I'm concerned about it overall just because we need they need they need Pat Elf line back and healthy and everything and then you can move Brett Jones over to left guard all that stuff. We talked about that this morning. But the only concern that I had with the offensive line that's been fairly consistent these first two weeks is the the run blocking. I mean, Dalvin Cook really hasn't had any opportunities to really get to that second gear and, and pop off a 8, 9, 10-yard run. We just haven't seen that yet, and that's that's something that I'm kind of looking at going forward yeah. here. Also, so let's let's add up the things here just on the optimistic side, okay? Yep. Thing, things that are very preventable and or just anomalies going forward. The Vikings allowed a blocked punt touchdown in this game. Yep. They missed three field goals. So let's 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 give them two. Let, let's uh, let's put six points in field goals and seven. That's thirteen points that are just not. If you have a professional kicker, if you have Dan Bailey, mm-hmm. you're not you're not missing in those situations that often. And if you do your job like you would most weeks and not get a punt blocked and then have it blocked for a touchdown, uh, you you could make the case that they actually handled the Packers very well today. If you if you played this out sixteen straight weeks, so I'll give you a little positivity in that regard. We like that. Uh, let's see here. Who's been holding the longest? Ryan and Fargo. You're on Ventline, Ryan. Well, you took my what I was going to say about the positivity away, but <laughs> oh well. Not, no big deal. Um, I, it, it's like you said, football is a game of inches, and they totally they had their chances, and unfortunately they blew it. And side note, I do have a place, I know a place in River Falls where Carlson can stay and Treadwell can stay. They can stay in the state of Wisconsin. They can stay at my brother's house. <laughs> so, does your <laughs> does your brother have Wi Fi or like do they? What, what, oh what? yeah. Okay. Yeah, he does. Okay, at least they can because I want them to be able to check their LinkedIn accounts. I just want to want them to be able to update their resumes and things like that using using the internet. Let's go to uh, Bobby and Matamida. Hey, Bobby. 
Hey, fellas. I'm going to get the obvious out of the way. My Lord, why on earth did we sign or take a rookie kicker in the fifth round? After Blair Walsh, after all the history of the Minnesota Vikings at kicker, we decided to take a kicker in the fifth round. We need offensive line help. We need everything. We decide, hey, you know what? It's going to work great with Zimmer and this team, Super Bowl bound. Let's take a kicker in the fifth round. But besides that, team looks good today, but... For the love of God, they better sign Dan Bailey or take Kai Forbath off the off his couch right now. You gotta give me, good lord. Yeah, Bobby. I, th- I think Bobby echoes the the sentiment of most people who are watching that game. Uh, the other thing too, just back to this roughing the passer thing, Manny. So you had the outrageous Eric Kendricks call, mm-hmm. and then you had the call at the end that extended the game and then allowed the Vikings to to avoid losing. But then you had a couple other ones where so. Two or three hits. The, the Vikings hit Aaron Rodgers, landed directly on him. Yeah, and it was like uh, Sheldon Richardson and... Was it Shamar Stefan, maybe, the other one? Maybe, yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, both that... landed on him, yeah. That, when the second guy comes in with all of his body weight and lands on both of them, okay, that... I wouldn't have been shocked if that would have been a penalty, but it I just I was surprised it wasn't. Refs are flipping coins on these. It's way too subjective. Yeah. You, you can't just... At full speed, 300-pound guys running around, you, you you can't have these referees using full subjectivity. Oh, how much of his body weight? I don't know. So it, it just goes to... That's why the rule is stupid, Phil. Like, that, that's why... It, because you can't... There's, there's no way to... And I understand they're trying to keep guys from getting injured, and they're trying to keep... Trying to make the game safer and all that. Like, I get that. But, look, man, it's, it is football. It is football. And guys get hurt playing this game. It's a physical game where people hit each other on every single play. So you you just I don't I don't understand why like the head the 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 head rules the you know the concussion stuff the helmet to helmet stuff like I understand why they put that stuff into play because you're you're dealing with brain injuries and you know the league is facing all these lawsuits and everything I get that but if you're if you're trying to implement rules to just keep guys from getting injured, there's a line to be drawn there because this is a physical game where guys hit each other and get hurt. You can't just make up a rule every time one of your star players gets hurt and say, now nah, we got to change everything because we can't have our guys, we can't, we can't have Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or whatever getting hurt. Well, they're quarterbacks, and defensive linemen are trying to tackle them. They're going to get hurt sometimes. Do you want to hear what Mike Zimmer said about the kicker, Daniel Carlson? Because I'm seeing quotes come in right now. Oh, boy. This is from Chad Graff, The Athletic. And our guys, Matthew Collar and Judd. Oh, you have the audio of this. Oh, this is beautiful. Okay, Jonathan's got the audio. The guy lined up on the outside, and he twisted inside, and he grabbed our center and pulled him to the ground, which they're not supposed to do. Did, did he say he needs in the middle of the field? You just know you wanted the middle of the field. No, they told me. They always tell me, you know, we're th- if the game's down on the end of the thing and we can happen to do it, he said, put the ball in the middle. So I was smack dab in the middle. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. I would love to be a fly on the wall for everything talked about on the flight back in the practice facility the next 48 hours. Dan Bailey, what number do you want to wear in purple? If that doesn't happen... You have to, Phil. You have to. You've got two options out there. You've got Kai Forbath and you got Dan Bailey. Both are pretty good. Dan Bailey's yeah. been good for a long time. For Dallas, he was good for a long time, and I think the reason why they cut him was more of a salary cap thing. I don't, I'm not sure, but he's been a pretty good kicker for a long time. One of the most accurate kickers in league history. Yeah, like 
Don't screw around with this. We've got one open phone line right now, so jump in and grab it. We'll get to one of our favorite callers, Randy, in Oakland. We'll get to Mark, Bob, Spencer in Vegas. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. And we also have the Periscope visual feed going right now on Twitter if you want to watch us on video and uh, submit your comments there. We're dissecting a tie, a tie between the (laughs) Packers and the Vikings. A wild game, one of the most fun and up and down games we're probably going to see all year. And all of this on Ventline is powered by Lucky's 13, which Manny has a couple words for right now. Yeah, Lucky's 13 is uh, sponsoring Vikings Ventline. We certainly appreciate that. Lucky's has you covered for the best game day experience. Tons of TVs, legendary appetizers, amazing burgers, and a wide variety of other pub favorites. The drink menu is really solid, too. Huge selection of tap beer, handcrafted cocktails, and the best Bloody Marys in town. Seriously, these bloodies are fantastic. Try the bacon bloody, the jalapeno bloody, the Mother Mary, or just, uh, you know, you can get a flight and try them all. Plus, Lucky celebrates Sunday fun day, happy hour all day long on Sunday, every Sunday, events and prize giveaways during games, too. Lucky's has locations in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. Find your Lucky's and head that way uh, for next Sunday's game. It really is the perfect place to watch football. Lucky's 13 pubs in Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. Find them online at Lucky's13pub.com. Lucky's13pub.com. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings Vent Line now continues. Yeah, you got to catch the ball. You know, that's the number one thing the receivers do, catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, you know, actually, ex-Twins News tweets into the show here about Laquan Treadwell. Is it poetic justice that Treadwell catches his first NFL touchdown the same day he had his worst NFL game? I'll log off and listen. I mean, you could make that case, right? How, yeah. We were all very high on him the first 40 minutes of the game because he made a nice nice route, beats his defender, catches a touchdown pass, and then proceeds to go Troy Williamson for the next three hours. You know, and I had a couple people tweet at me that they feel bad for him and, and all of that. Listen, man, he was a first-round pick. He was highly regarded by quite a few people. And as a wide receiver... Your job is to catch the football. Why are you a wide receiver in the National Football League if you cannot catch a pass? It's a really good question. Like, I I don't catch the football. Could you ask the same question? Catch the kick, football. Kicking in the NFL too. If you yeah, can't make if you a field can't goal. make kicks, why are you a <laughs> kicker in the NFL? We have full phone lines right now, and we have a bunch of people following along and leaving comments in our Periscope slash uh, Twitter feed here. So as soon as someone jumps off the line and delivers their thought, you can chime in at 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Let's go to uh, Spencer in Vegas. Go ahead, Spencer. You're on with Manny and Mackie. Hey, guys. A few thoughts about the game. Um, I've been a Vikings fan for about 20 years now, and my first memory of the Vikings was the uh, NFC Championship game with uh, Gary Anderson. So uh, it's been a rough uh, 20 years for this team with kicking and just all the bad memories that's been happening. And uh, one other thought on the game, I want to um, talk about Zimmer. And before uh, Carlson missed that field goal at the end, um, 
they had about 20 seconds of time left to run a couple more plays, and I think they had like two timeouts. Yeah. Why not run those few plays and get Carlson closer to kick the field goal and just waste the time, you know? Yeah, and they were. I mean, they – well, a couple of things. We were all saying the same thing here watching. We were saying, I I mean, you can't let this go to a kick, right? You're yeah. buzzing down the field, what, but how well, close do you have to get it? The, and, the, and you're a percentage guy. You like talking about the numbers, right? Think about it. You got Kirk Cousins, who's thrown for 400 and some yards and four touchdowns at this point. What, what is more likely, and Daniel Carlson's already missed a couple kicks. What is more likely to happen? Kirk Cousins throwing a touchdown pass to win the game or Daniel Carlson making a field goal to win? What's yeah, more I, likely? I agree. I agree. I would have, I would have gone guns blazing for a touchdown. And the Packers defense was either fatigued or because the, the Packers defense was actually really good in the first half. And from the minute the fourth quarter started, or it was actually probably toward the end of the third quarter that you really started getting your offense going, I think you had enough time to buzz down in those last, let's say, 30 or 40 seconds to score a touchdown and just take it out of the, I was going to say out of the kicker's hands, but that doesn't make sense. Kick it, take it off the kicker's foot, whatever. 651-646-8255. Bob in Pennsylvania. Bob, fire away. Bob's one of our favorite vent line callers. The floor is yours, Bob. All right, look, I got three points. One, the kickers, the kickers, two, the wide receivers, and three, Spielman. All right, one, you got rid of your punter last year who set the all-time NFL record for pinning the teams inside the 20. You got rid of your kicker who saved the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. And now, who do we have? We have some Opie on the Andy Griffith show who can't make a kick to save his life. All right? The next point is, why is Treadwell in the game? Why is he even in the game? And next, and against the Bills next week, we should resurrect the family. We should get BB if he's still on the practice squad, and I hope he is, and I want you guys to tell me if he is. I'm just all emotional right now. I want him to come in against the Bills and replace Treadwell, and he'll get six catches and at least one touchdown because he's reliable. He has genes. He's reliable. And three, Spielman, you got to have the nads to make these moves. That's all I have to say. Bob, quick to the point, one of our favorite callers. He was all over Case Keenum last year, too. Well, we were a bunch of Case Keenum doubters. Bob Bob said, nope, Case Keenum's the guy. I trust I trust and, Bob's eye. And by the way, our guy Ryan uh, points this out to us on Wikipedia. Somebody has already uh, made the uh, kicking decision for the Minnesota Vikings as they have uh, changed Dan Bailey's Wikipedia page to being a member of the Minnesota Vikings. So, <laughs> okay, go to go to Daniel. Does, does Daniel Carlson say former former Vikings? Speaker? It might. I should, let me see. Let me look it up. <laughs> if not, you should make the change. I should make the change. Can anyone just go on and edit a page? Oh yeah. How do they? How do they, they ever get it, get it back to the correct information? Does Wikipedia just have a million volunteers going yeah, through every Yeah, I think they page? have. There, there's some sort of, I think they get some sort of alert, like their web editors get some sort of alert and that a page has been changed and they just go and change. They just look it up and see if it's like legitimate or whatever. I, I think that's how it works. I'm not 100% well, I'm, But think sure about how that. many fires you're just putting out on a daily basis. I know. Right? <laughs> I know. Uh, all right, let's go to Mark in Wyoming. Go ahead, Mark. You're on Ventline. Okay, as you know, the first rule of Fight Club is never talk about Fight Club. The first rule of a draft is you never, ever draft a kicker in the upper rounds, ever. 
you look for them, you know, you have tryouts. You get somebody that somebody's released. But you never, number five overall for the Vikings, in fifth round rather, I mean, gee, we couldn't have used some offensive line help or, you know, maybe another wide receiver where there's lots of those at that spot. It It's just mind-numbing that, that every now and then Spielman does something like this, and it affects the team, and it's like, oh, what, really? That didn't work out for us? You know, and he doesn't like to take blame for anything, especially stuff like this. Um, it's just really frustrating because we had the Packers, you know, and this is going to be a tough, tough division. And this, you know, this half, this tie could mean, you know, home field advantage. And it certainly could mean a lot come the second time we come to play the Packers. And what did uh, Zimmerman say about uh, the center got moved to the right? Hmm. In in what context? I thought when he was, when you played the record, uh, the interview, that he said something about that the center was moved to the right. I think he was saying that, I, I, I believe... Uh, if I heard the quote right, he he said Daniel Carlson came up to him and said he wanted the ball centered, and so they centered. He said, and the 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 damn ball was centered is what Mike Zimmer said. Yeah, thank you for the phone call. And uh, Daniel Carlson still missed the chip shot, as Mike Zimmer called it. Uh, by the way, speaking on uh, Dan Bailey, now uh, they've gone to his Wikipedia page and made him as a member of the Cleveland Browns. That wouldn't so, be shocking either because the Browns, be yeah. the kicker missed an extra point that would have put them in, in the, the lead with like a minute to go in that game. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with the, with the premise of that last call in that Rick Spielman, Rick Spielman's done a really good job roster building for the most part in the mm-hmm. 10 years he's been here. And there's a lot of Everson Griffin types and Stefan Diggs types that you find in those middle to late rounds. So I think overall, Rick Spielman deserves a lot of credit as a general manager. He also gets a little too tinkery sometimes. Yeah. A little too tinkery and a little bit too smart guy when it comes to especially the draft. Because the draft has been his baby for 12 years. If you are going to trade up in the fifth round, look, teams trade up and trade down all the time. Okay, fine, whatever. If you are going to trade up into the fifth round, do it because you see a linebacker from somewhere that you want to take, a defensive back, a wide receiver that you like. That's what you trade up for in the later rounds in the draft. You don't do it for a damn kicker. I'm sorry. You don't do it for a kicker. Especially, and and now, I mean, they have to cut him tomorrow. They have to. The only thing preventing them from cutting their kicker tomorrow is would Rick be Rick Spielman's ego. Yeah, Rick Spielman's exactly. ego would be the only one hundred percent. The only vote, like it wouldn't even be Rick Spielman raising his hand. It would be like his ego behind him. The like, shadow. No, I, I invested a fifth round pick in this kid. We got to stick it out. Just let's just keep sticking it out. Yeah. No. Uh, Randy in Oakland. It's realistic. Randy on Ventline making his his Ventline debut this season. Unless you called last week, in which case, well, welcome back. He did right, call right last on. week. Cool. Yep. All right, yep. fire away. Me and Manny talked last week, but look, Daniel Carlson and Laquan Treadwell are trash. 
straight up. When it comes to them as human beings, I'm sure they're great people. But when it comes to football players, they are garbage. And we know exactly what Rick Spielman is going to do, whether it's later today or tomorrow. He's going to get right up on that podium and say, well, you know, he's just got to work on a couple, whether it's Treadwell or Carlson. Well, they just got to work on a couple of things. And, and, you know, we really believe in them and blah, 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 blah. They are garbage. We are going down the path of Roberto Aguayo with Tampa Bay a couple of years ago, Young Hoku with the Chargers, what is it, last year, year before last. There's no reason to do this. You traded up to take a damn kicker, bro? Like, what? Are you, we had Kai Forbath already there. Kai Forbath, in his worst days ever, in his wildest dreams, would not look as stupid as Daniel Carlson did out there as a football player. I'm not insulting to do, the dude as a human being. But as far as that, you had Kai Forbath chilling, and Rick Spielman got up in the, what, the draft board, the war room, and said, you know what we got to do, guys? We need to replace Kai Forbath. We need to upgrade a kicker. Even though our offensive line has been trash and all this stuff, we need a kicker, baby. We're going to do that. So he's going to get up there and come up with every excuse for him. As far as Laquan Treadwell, if Laquan Treadwell is on that field next week, Rick Spielman should fire himself. He should fire himself. There's no reason he should be out there. This dude, ever since last year, I remember that Carolina game where the last possession we had on third down, Laquan Treadwell dropped the ball. Wide open pass. Last week against San Fran, third down, dropped the ball, wide open pass against San Fran. This game, he killed two possessions, one third down pass that he dropped wide open, and then the other in which he should be kissing Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins' ass for saving him from that second-to-last possession where slant route Kirk Cousins hits him. Oops, my bad. Oh, interception. Sorry, guys, my bad. I'll explain. I'll work to get better. I saw that article, was it, Pro Football Talk, from Laquan Treadwell, vows to get better. Get that crap off the internet. Laquan Treadwell does not deserve to be on the field. And Daniel Carlson, I'm telling you right now, if we are not making a call to Dan Bailey or Kai Forbath, Rick Spielman should fire himself. Boom, mic drop. Randy in Oakland. Fantastic. I'm going to give a realistic Randy a round of applause. That's and, the call of the day so far. And you know what? Love it. And I applaud Mike Zimmer, too, for just calling it like it is with both of these guys after the game. Like, how many times did we see Leslie Frazier who Mike Zimmer replaced. When somebody had a bad game, what did Leslie always say after every game? Got to look at the tape. He also would say it's a real tough real tough challenge. Real tough real challenge. Real challenge. He yeah, loved the word challenge. Got to go back and look at the tape. A challenging football team, football game. Yeah. Clay Matthews is beside himself, according to Tom Pelissero's Twitter account, about the roughing the passer penalty. He called it All terrible. Crimea River, Clay. Yeah, he called it terrible. Uh, said protection of quarterbacks has gotten out of control. Oh, cry me a river. The ref didn't explain. Uh, he said, I know what to say. I don't want to lose any more money. He uh, reiterated he takes the blame for last week's penalty for the late hit on Mitchell Trubisky. This one, not so much. Doesn't know what he's supposed to do on that. Thought it was a legal hit. And I think it's safe to say two things. Number one, I agree. Everything he oh, said he's, is 100% he's right. right. He's 100% yeah. right. But, uh, I mean, this is Packer fans, Packer players, Aaron Rodgers made so much noise about the Anthony Barr hit last year. This is your new reality. This, this is the bed that you made. This rule was created for your guy, Clay. Yes. This rule was made for your guy to keep your guy healthy because your guy got hurt last year. And your team was a complete dumpster fire. And your guy also benefited from an equally ticky-tack, if not even more ticky-tack penalty yes. on, on Eric Kendricks earlier in the game. 
Let's go to Dan and Chanhassen. You're on Vikings Ventline, week two. Hey there, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, say I, I got I got a couple of things to say. The first off, you know, obviously the kicker and uh, the uh, and Treadwell being what they are, they're trash. Uh, everybody agrees with that. Everybody knows that. But uh, the other thing I got to talk about is what's up with the Swiss cheese defense we've got that we're playing with right now. The the defense is just a sieve. Rodgers goes down and, and uh, gets gets him back in the game with that drive at the end. We 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 got to play better than that. We got to have a better defense than that. The other thing is the coach has got to be watching for for those plays where Geronimo Allison was down. I think it was pointed out on on the on the TV. The TV announcers caught it, but our coaches didn't. We got to catch that. We got to catch that kind of stuff, and we got to we got to secure up that defense. It is just trash right now, and that's not acceptable. Yeah, Dan, thanks for the call. I would say I, I, anytime you're going on the road against Aaron Rodgers, whether he was 60% or 100%, it wasn't a disastrous defensive performance. They held the Packers to what? Was it four field goals? Let's let's take the blocked punt touchdown out of the mix. Mm-hmm. You go into Lambeau Field and give up 22 points and hold Aaron It took Aaron Rodgers 42 throws to get to 250 yards. Okay? Yeah. So... You know, I, I look at that and say it wasn't a dominant defensive performance, and they definitely had some big plays break out, and and you certainly wish in the first half that the pass rush, it looked like the Packers were playing 14 offensive linemen at one point in the first half. Like, can somebody get to the quarterback yeah. who's on one leg? But I don't look at that defensive performance and say it was a sieve by any means in that circumstance. Yeah, I, I thought it could have been, I think overall as a unit, they could have been better today. And the the run, you know, they didn't do, I don't think they did, particularly great against the run today. Um but I'm I'm more so concerned about like Mackenzie Alexander was not good today. He was just not good. He had the sack in overtime that pushed the Packers out of field goal range and you know they punted and all that stuff and that was a big play, but there were a couple times where he was just not good at all. And Trey Wayne's on that on that play that the caller was talking about where it looked like Allison's knee was down and, you know, they didn't review it or everything to me. Okay. Yeah. Should they reviewed that? And should Allison have been ruled down? Yes. But Wayne's is still there and let him slip away and up gaining, you know, 10, 12 more yards like that. Wayne's has got to wrap him up. And I understand that he was down. He should have been called down, Mm -hmm. but like Trey Wayne's just, let him slip right away. Yeah, now, like I, I mean that you got You got to bring him down all the way down. You can't rely on, you know, an official seeing his knee, you know, graze the turf and say, "Oh no, nope, he's down." Like bring him down, finish the play. Let me add this optimistic layer to to what we saw because I know that the, the main feeling is going to be if if it was a fifty five yarder that was missed at the end, you could you could say, "Ah, dang it!" And if it was the only missed kick, you'd say, "Ah, oh, man." But you know what? To come out of that with a tie is actually you know. Right. The way that they were down. It's the the way that it ended makes you feel dirty as a Vikings fan. But if we're talking about the long term process here and and let's let's dig a little bit deeper than you know, the surface level stuff is they need a new kicker. Well, okay, let look it's easy to fix. Go get Dan Bailey, all right? Game flow wise, the Vikings averaged two more yards per play than the Packers. The Vikings averaged seven yards per play in this game yeah. and held the Packers to five yards per play, which is still a little higher than you would like. Uh, like I said, Aaron Rodgers, it took him 42 throws to get to 250 yards. If you make two of those field goals and don't give up a blocked punt touchdown, which is a reasonable ask, right? Make a chip shot field goal and then make one of the longer ones, okay? Mm-hmm. And then don't give up 
a blocked punt touchdown. I'm not asking for a lot here. I'm asking for pretty normal football things. You win that game 34 to 22 because you kick an extra point instead of the two point conversion. So you win that game, normal game flow with a normal kicker like Dan Bailey. You win that game 34 to 22 on the road. Yeah. At Lambeau. I, I think, I think the, the, the issue with the defense too that, that I think we've come to is that, you know, they were number one in the league last year. And because of, the bad second half they had against New Orleans and the NFC Championship game was, a, which was a complete disaster. I think the the standard and the expectation of this defense is so high now that now it's like people are, I think, to a degree, irrationally expecting the 2000 Ravens, where you just could not score on them at all. And I think it. I think we have to remember that this league. I mean, the the rules are put in play for this league to have a lot more success offensively. Quarterbacks are throwing the ball better. Even the bad ones, when you look at their numbers, like Blake Bortles, if you look at Blake Bortles' numbers last year, 15 years ago it would have been like, oh yeah, Blake Bortles is pretty good. But now it's like Blake Bortles sucks. And that's just the way the league is now. Like Teams are going to move the ball and they're going to score some points. It's just, can you find a way? can you find a way to finish some of these games and make some big plays? And look, I just got through ripping Mackenzie Alexander, but he did have a big play in overtime. He got the sack on Rodgers, put them out of field goal range, and then that's that was one of the plays that saved the game for them. Yeah. A totally different note. I just saw this come across Twitter. Did you see what happened in the Buffalo Bills-Chargers game today? So Bills cornerback Vontae Davis just retired at halftime that, and then yeah. didn't show up for the second half. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the, maybe that's what Laquan Treadwell should do between weeks two and weeks three. Uh, 651-646-8255. Todd, Jonathan, and Ryan, you guys are going to be first up in our next segment of Ventline. And if you, this will be your last segment to get in with your opinions and thoughts and questions on what happened today. A tie at Lambeau Field. 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Vikings Ventline powered by Lucky's 13. The show solely devoted to your reaction on the game. Vikings vent line now continues. Cousins pressure hit as he throws going for Thielen. He's got it. Waiting for a single touchdown. Oh my! Vikings vent line rolls on. Brought to you by Lucky's Thirteen Pub, Bloomington, Burnsville, Mendota, Plymouth, and Roseville. Lucky's Thirteen Pub, uh, Pubs dot com. Manny Hill, Phil Mackey back in, and um, Vikings and Packers tie it's at weird, 29. It's like, weird, ne- ne- neither fan base can trash talk. It just, right. like, just feels weird and dirty <laughs> for both. Wait, what are you supposed to say? Ste- Stefan Diggs said, we didn't lose, but bleep. kind of feels like we did. Right? I don't know how you, how do you even feel about this. It's just it's yeah. weird. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of positives, I think, to come out of this game. I mean, Kirk Cousins... Second half was just fantastic. Yeah. After, I mean, because I was tough on him in the first half. I'm I'm watching the first half and I'm like, dude, get rid of the ball. You're holding on to the ball too long. And in the second half, you look there's there's a difference. I mean, he's stepping up into the pocket. He's moving around in the pocket. He's making big boy throws. He was he was terrific. And Thielen and Diggs, man. I I mean, if if one more person, if I see one more person say. That Stefan Diggs is overrated, and I have seen it a few times. Duke, I tweeted it out, and Doogie, Doogie was like, "People have said that, yeah." 
when the the day he signed his new extension, there were people like, "Oh, he doesn't deserve that kind of money. He's not yeah. that good." Get out of your fantasy. This guy, league. this guy, yeah. Forget about the fantasy numbers with Stephon Diggs. Watch him play. He is fantastic and worth every penny. The only thing really preventing him from being widely regarded as let's say the sixth best wide receiver in the NFL behind Julio and Odell and some of these other household names like Antonio Brown is targets. In in fact, if he played for a worse team, DeAndre Hopkins is a really good receiver, but DeAndre Hopkins for a long time has been the only option on that team. And so he gets targeted 170 times in a season and, and and he goes in the first round of your PPR fantasy league. And because Stefan Diggs isn't a first round fantasy guy, you don't think of him as one of the best receivers, but I'm with you. Watch him play, and and hopefully the targets sort of rectify themselves. But there should be a new rule, especially when the game is close and you're on the road and you're making a comeback. If you're Kirk Cousins, don't throw I get that you're, you're trying to spread the wealth a little bit here, and maybe they're they're double teaming <laughs> some of your favorite receivers, but it doesn't matter. There's two guys you should throw the ball to. Uh, Doogie note on Twitter, Jonathan. Yeah, Doogie just posted on Dan Bailey. Here he has turned down four offers already. Clearly is looking for the right opportunity. Winning hmm. here offers one big thing he wants. One hurdle here is lack of cap space at the moment. But aren't the Cowboys paying him some of that money? So. Okay, kicking indoors, yeah. winning team, mm-hmm. right? Come on, Dan. Let's make this happen. Make and how happen. much money? Let's do it. How much money do kicker, kickers make? A couple million bucks, right? What kind of? The really good ones make like a couple million bucks. Yeah. Like I, I think I think Adam Vinatieri, like in his prime, was making like a couple million bucks. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. So yeah. it's not we're not talking about a ten million dollar gap here. Jonathan in uh, New York, you're on Vikings Ventline. Go ahead. Hey guys, it's actually West New York, New Jersey, which probably it always confuses everyone and probably confused your uh, producer as well. No, he so. actually got it right. He put W New York, and I skipped the W. So it's got it, but that's it's in, not it's in New Jonathan. Jersey. Anyways, I just want to say first things first. I listen to you guys. I subscribe to the podcast. I've been doing it for a few years now. You guys do amazing work. Uh, you know, for someone who's lived in the New York metro area all my life, uh, you guys are extremely talented. And I got to tell you, you guys are much better than a lot of the, uh, you know, the radio talking heads uh, in the, uh, you know, in some of the bigger markets, uh, and obviously the biggest market in the country. So, well, Jonathan, thank you, man. Yeah, thanks, we appreciate, man. We appreciate that. that. Yeah, it tr- truly means. Anyways. But uh, actually, uh, I know this is the vent line. This is my first time calling in. But I got to tell you, I, I've been watching this team for decades. And this, today was the type of game where even after that Diggs two-point conversion and then they marched down the field to, to try to kick a field goal to win, I've, I was expecting them to actually lose the game right there. I've seen them lose so many freaky games over my lifetime. So to come away with a tie, it's like it's annoying. I and mean, We should have won this game. But I'm thinking big picture. Um, you know, Kirk, the way Kirk Cousins played in that second half, I, I mean, from everything that Matthew Collard and you guys have t- discussed uh, about Cousins, you know, uh, leading up to signing him, um, yeah, I just think that he, he the, the rapport that he's already established with Diggs and Thielen, you know, these are just subtle tweaks we need to bring in where, you know, if we bring in a guy like Dan Bailey and, you know, I, I would bring in Josh Gordon or uh, Dez. I mean, I think this culture is strong enough here where you can take on, uh, you know, a a questionable character, and you know, to, to so I'm, I'm thinking big picture. Uh, you know, it's, like I said, it's annoying, but I'm very impressed with the performance, and uh, that's all I want to say today. Well, this is uh, Jonathan. Yeah. Thank you for the phone call. Thank yeah. you for listening and the kind words. We appreciate that. Uh, would you? Okay, just quick, and we can dive into this more this week. But would you bring in Des Bryant or Josh Gordon? Do you think the culture is good enough to what Jonathan said? I would bring in Des. Yes. Now, I mean, cap space. We just heard, you know, Doogie talk about cap space might be a bit an issue just to get in, just to bring in. Dan Bailey, 
And for Dez, it might even be more of an issue because he's probably going to want more than what Dan Bailey would get. Is it possible to keep asking Chad Greenway to take pay cuts, or is that, <laughs> is that done now? But Chad, I mean, listen, if, I've been retired for two years, guys. We need you to take another pay cut. We got to make we got to make room for a kicker. But yeah, I mean, if 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 cap space is not an issue, which it might be, um, yeah, I'm I'm probably calling Dez, and I'm probably calling Dan Bailey just because. I mean, Dan Bailey especially. I think even more so than a guy like Dez. You can't you can't screw around with this kicker thing, man. Like Daniel Carlson, you you can't. He might is it could could Daniel Carlson go four for four on field goals next week against Buffalo? Sure, but I don't want to screw around with that anymore. If Amen. I'm Mike Zimmer, I don't want to screw around with that anymore. Go get a proven commodity like a Dan Bailey if you can, and just cut ties with Daniel Carlson. You cannot. Yep. You're trying to win a Super Bowl here. The you NFL cannot screw around with this. And the other thing too is the NFL always has a Dan Bailey or a Sebastian Janikowski. There's always going to be a guy who's in his 30s available who can make a 46-yard field goal. Yeah. So this this Vikings obsession over the past five years with trying to find the big leg kicker and have it be where he's going to be a franchise kicker. Why? You, there's always going to be a Kai Forbath. You're always going to be able to get the 10th best kicker in the NFL or ride a hot leg for a couple of years. We're going to go get the next. No, just don't. You got to find the next Adam Vinatieri. He makes not, all these clutch kicks. Don't outsmart yourself. Ryan in Pines Grove, you're on Ventline. Hey, uh, I know everyone's talking about the kicking and like Treadwell, but I'm not, uh, I'm not estimating injury because we are uh, Sean Hill at Wright Chapel that happened in the game and seeing Ryan O'Neill step in the, at Wright Chapel. Could that be something that we see? Uh, he's asking about, about, uh, about O'Neill coming in at Wright Tackle. And is that something we could see? I think the way that Rashad Hill was limping off the field, it's not something you might see. I I don't know if a dude who's that big with ankle-slash-wheel problems is going to be bouncing back in a week. And it did look like somebody rolled on Rashad Hill's ankle, and uh, he had to be helped off the field. He didn't go off on a cart, but he had to be helped off the field. And I don't know, man. Big guys, offensive linemen, leg injuries, ankle injuries, it's just uh, usually keeps you out. For a while, I mean, look at Pat Elfline. Pat Elfline's got a shoulder and an ankle, and we're two weeks into the season. We haven't seen him yet. So, yeah, I mean, we might we might be looking at Brian O'Neill at right tackle. And, I mean, I we didn't say his name today. After he came in, we didn't look at it and say, oh, God, Brian O'Neill got beat. That was terrible. He looks lost out there, like we said with T.J. Clemmings for so many times. Yeah. Um, but... I mean that might be that might be a situation we're stuck with. Uh, Dan Bailey, I just pulled up his career stats. He has, and, th- and this includes a bad season in 2017, in which wasn't he injured for a little bit? Didn't he, he have like been. a hamstring or something? And he only made 75 percent of his field goals. So even with that bad season, this dude is just under 90 percent field goal success rate for his career. Yeah. He's 30 years old. He's in the middle of his prime, and since the NFL moved the extra points back, he's only missed two of them. Get him in here. Yeah. Get Dan Bailey in here. He can also be an eight-year kicker for you because he's only thirty, like I said. So if 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 you can if you can bring him in, just just he's be done made sixty-seven percent of his kicks from fifty yards. All right, that's pretty. I'm good. I'm sold. 
Yeah. I'm sold. It's it's peace of mind. You know what you need? You don't need the big-legged prospect kicker. We're going to outsmart everyone with a fifth-round draft pick. No, you, yeah. you just need something reliable. Let's trade up to get him. God. That's a wrap on Vikings Vetline for this week. They didn't lose. They didn't. In fact, I, I bet the Packers, the Packers should probably feel worse about this than the Vikings because they blew a double-digit lead at home to a division rival. And the Vikings get to go back and play a home game against the Packers later this year. Kirk Cousins threw for 400 yards, over 400 yards, and the Vikings' defense wasn't abysmal. And here we are sitting here like, eh. Like, eh. Okay. Yeah. And it's kind of first. All because of a kicker who couldn't make a kick. Right. And it's kind of first world problems when one of your huge complaints is the third wide receiver behind two of the best in the NFL. So let's. Maybe take a step back yeah. on this, but that's not what we do on Ventline. We don't take a step back. We go all in. Find it on demand if you missed any of it. Anywhere you would find your favorite podcast, the 1500 ESPN mobile app or the website. That's Manny Hill. Thanks to Jonathan. Thanks to Lindsay behind the scenes. I'm Phil Mackey. We've been going through a lot of changes here at 1500 ESPN, but we're happy that Ventline is back and also has a pregame presence. And Mackey and Judd, plenty more from 3 to 6, plus coverage from Lambeau Field on the Purple Podcast. And 1500ESPN.com, Judd Zolgad, I'm sure, will have fiery takes about this, and Matthew Collar as well. We'll catch you guys next week and also tomorrow at 3 o'clock on Mackie and Judd. And thank you to our Periscope and Twitter viewers. We appreciate your presence as well. See you guys. Cousins firing in zone. Low roll and it's caught by Diggs. Touchdown. Cousins firing in zone. Low Cousins, pressure, hit as he throws, going for Thielen, he's got it! Waiting for a safety!